Thumbs down. <laughs> Stretch it off. Welcome back, listeners, to Everywhere We Go, the home of all things FPL Draft. Uh, it's episode 34 we've got here, and I'm joined by the one and only Charles. How are you doing, mate? Yes, Will. I'm good, my friend. How are you? I'm, I'm good, mate. We uh, we won our five-a-side league last we night. Did, really? yeah. Big result from from the lads. Um, Henry John won, won MVP. Mate, I was shocked to win MVP, to be honest. I thought uh, you'd take the accolade home, Will. I thought you were outstanding throughout the season, as Thank we all mate. were. We all were, yeah. Um, but no, I was really proud of that. And um, that trophy will sit nicely above my mantle place. Uh, we've also, listeners, got a special treat for you uh, this on this episode. We have a new member of the podcast. Yeah. He is the <laughs> bona fide, undisputed, quids in Monday Night Slayer... Of Cardiff? Yeah, of Cardiff. I'd say of Cardiff. Yeah, yeah. And West London. <laughs> it's Joe Wallace, everyone. Hey. You, you, you don't seem to be wearing that uh, nickname on no, no, your chest, I, I mate. I hear it all too often. <laughs> yeah, to um, leave Cardiff. <laughs> Chased out. Um, What's quite nice about Joe is that he's a Newcastle fan. We're really kind of diversifying our panel now. It's, it's, it, it's a very kind of London-based panel. I was going to yeah. say, it's good to hear you Tottenham. getting the, you know, diversity accents with another West London, yeah. <laughs> West London croak coming into it. Yeah, We've got a staunch Geordie. Yeah. <laughs> and last week we did a mid-season draft. So uh, we're going to talk through that one today and just see how these sort of players have um, maybe maybe climbed up the draft ranking, maybe gone down it. Um, so without further ado, let's get to round one. This is only the beginning. So guys, first round, uh, which player went number one? So Haaland went first in this new draft went second in the previous one uh no surprises there really Salah went first in the first one went third this time um not that much disparity in the first one and the second one in terms of this round mm. the top four especially uh the main losers in the new one were Huming Song and Trent Alexander-Arnold who I don't think get drafted till the sort of fifth or sixth round. Mm. I mean, Salah has obviously had a bit of a dip recently. Henry, you're an owner of his. Mate, he's um, had four consecutive two-point weeks, which is really not good enough considering he's played Brighton um, and Aston Villa in that time as well. So I'd be hoping for more points from him. So um, I still picked him up in uh, third in the draft because Liverpool have some favourable fixtures coming up and we're only through halfway through the season. Yeah, And you never know, Liverpool could turn their form around with... Some injuries coming back um, into place. So. Obviously, sounds basic, but like the main sort of difference from the start of the season is the inclusion of the Newcastle players. Trip is the second highest point scorer, 141, more than Kane. Mm. Amarong's there at number five. Joe, how much of a joy has it been watching this Newcastle uh, side? Yeah, yeah, genuinely indescribable. It's, it's crazy. I was saying to a friend the other day, it's 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 mental how everything that this is everything we kind of dreamed of you know people having defenders being the highest scoring uh, yeah. points Amaron 10 clean like sheets a, in a row for Nick Pope yeah yeah, yeah. I think it's um, I think it's six sorry seven in all competition uh, sorry seven in the Premier League as well yeah. um, which has obviously smashed our record mm. um, yeah sensational and, and obviously one of the biggest parts of it is the fact it's all been done on a, a relative you know, budget in that. Yeah. If you say, you know, Trippier for 12 mil, it's absolutely scandalous. Mate, when he made that move, I was like, why on earth is Trippier leaving a Champions League club to go to Newcastle or down the bottom? And you had all these pundits saying bound. he's just going for the money, last payday or whatever. He's unreal. Yeah, Been yeah, the best yeah. right back in the league yeah, without yeah. a shadow he's, of a doubt. He's probably, in terms of form, he's probably one of mm. the best defenders in the world right now. Um, let, let alone the sort of attacking aspect, you know, that said the defence is, is, is second to none in the league. You can't, can't mm. knock it. Speaking of form, just pivoting to Aaron quickly, in the sort of top 10 point scorers this season, he's got the, let's just say the weakest form. His form is 2.8. Uh, what have you made of his recent performances? Yeah, d- dipped off, uh, dipped off quite heavily actually. I've I've been uh, privileged enough to make it to a few matches live, and I think um, even last night, mate. Even last yeah. night, uh, yeah, great, great win. Should have probably should have been a draw in fairness to Southampton. Um, gave it a very good effort considering where they are in the league and stuff. But no, no, very good win. Almiron, considering that I went to the the Southampton league game, completely different player last night. That often has that goes a bit pedestrian, you know. I think because of the style of play, you know, he's very sort of nippy, getting round players, you know, he's not very physical at all. He's more mm. running under the ball. That's why Trippi is so good on that side. It's just, you know, feeding the ball into his path, whereas he's not he's not that much of a 
get the ball and take it sort of player. Yeah. Um, so when when defenders kind of bully him out the game, he just kind of he just he just goes goes missing. Almiron obviously goes the first uh, pick of the second round in our draft. Odegaard goes at the end of the first round, Charles. Martin Odegaard. Let's not let's, yeah. not, let's not go too much on about him because obviously you've been I think pr- probably in double digits now. How much I've mentioned, how I was <laughs> laughed at in the past. So <laughs> break, break <laughs> the record, move yeah. on, well. Yeah. But um, we've also got Saka going in the second round, followed by Rashford, Martinelli, Saliba, and White. A lot of Arsenal players there, Henry. Mate. Uh, yeah, a lot of Arsenal players. I the, <laughs> gone the, right the name, to you for that one. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, <laughs> starstruck. But um, no, a name you just mentioned there. Sorry, moving on from Arsenal players. Yeah, Rashford mm. scored tonight for United as well. Um, he's one of, if not the best forward in form mm. in the league right now. And um, obviously, we'll do the finish up questions at the end. But uh, I think Rashford really runs close for um, top fantasy score score, by the end of scoring the absolute worldies as well. Like, yeah, not mate. just playing well, but you know, <laughs> putting on a show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, he's about 50 points behind, um, uh, what's his name? Harland. Harland. That, that guy. Were you surprised to see this volume of Arsenal defenders? I'm yeah. not saying Arsenal have bad defenders, but would you not have preferred Newcastle defenders before? Well, it's a good question. That's why I, I was going to ask it, maybe. I mean, Joe, what do you reckon? Do you reckon Newcastle can sustain this defensive prowess? I think I think yes, but not necessarily to the level that we're doing it. I think we're a very good defence, but I also think we're playing particularly well at the moment. You know, uh, unless Pope is the best keeper in the world right now, there's no way he can keep up this form for another 19 mm. games. Like he, like I don't suppose if you saw the save against Palace, um, was it from Ayu maybe? Um, oh, yeah, oh no, Edward was yeah, it? Edward? Yeah, I yeah, think yeah. it was Edward actually. Yeah, you know, from, from my angle, it was I was turning away basically thinking <laughs> it was gone already already in. Sorry. Um, so yeah, I mean, if we can keep up the form, but I mean, as we've seen in a few of the recent games, although the defence stayed strong, you know, we're, we're not quite the team that we were maybe 10 games ago. You should have put Newcastle away, the, um, Crystal Palace away. And one thing that is on your side is no midweek games, obviously, apart from this midweek. Yeah, exactly. But like, you've got no, you've got no Europe and whatever, so you just focus yeah, on the Yeah, yeah, exactly. Totally counts in our favour. It's like Arsenal last season, having that Champions League drive. Mm. Um, how'd that go? Yeah, very well. Very yes. Well. It's all it's all worked out in the end. But listeners, let's move on next to round three. So round three, uh, we get Solly March going, then Mitrovic, Tony, Foden, Pope, and Shah. So there we get those uh, Newcastle defensive assets. Um the Mitrovic against Tony battle rages on, Charles. It does, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of torn who I'd rather have in my team. I saw a stat recently. Fulham have seen a penalty awarded in 50%. Or I think it was 45 at the time, but then they got another penalty mm. of their Premier League games. I mean, Mitrovic misses half of them. He's missed his, <laughs> last, he's missed his last three. Yeah. yeah. God. But, um, I mean, Tony at the time recording is what, 29 points ahead of him. Yeah. Which, considering the games he's missed as well, is actually quite a big disparity. The only reason why you'd lean towards Mitrovic, in my opinion, is because of maybe an upcoming ban for Tony. Mm. Other, other than that, Tony is the standout forward yeah. for me. Um, he's better at Mitrovic than uh, in all facets of the game. <laughs> I know Oli Radford wouldn't like to hear that. But, he's um, screaming he right j- now. He just is. Yeah. He just is for me. And uh, everything goes through him uh, for Brentford. Um, he, you could play off him, clinical in the box. Um, as is Mitrovic, but not to the extent Tony is. Third highest, sorry, forward in the game um, after Haaland and Kane. Just for reference, there isn't another forward in, I'm just having a look now, like the top 20. Mm. So like that sort of like trio of Haaland, Kane and Tony are really sort of like eating up yeah. all the striker points. Mitrovic is obviously a fantastic asset to have, but I think the disparity between the two is actually a little bit bigger than people realise. Yeah, um, so obviously big story recently is Phil Foden's lack of minutes it's interesting yeah you kind of just think like you know with the World Cup with everyone coming back what perhaps it's taking a few few games to settle right but I think you know particularly when when they're going to have Champions League and stuff Pep will want to set on a sort of like you know set lineup mm. towards the end of the season so maybe there's just a little bit it's of like, hangover from the World Cup and stuff you're right when they go on those those long 12 13 game winning exactly, runs they yeah. always need to have their sort of rotating the midweek sort of game so that you know so for example they have a big game at the weekend but then a big Champions League game that next league game that's when you get the Fodens or whoever yeah. coming into the side yeah. or the Alvarez's yeah. mm. Alvarai if you will <laughs> <laughs> uh, just some players that were, were drafted in uh, we did a six man draft in August and the, the, the list of players um, is quite interesting we get Mares going then Robertson Jota 
uh, Reese James, Luis Diaz, and Laporte. I mean, that is just an injury bed. Yeah, yeah. Jota, James, Diaz, and Laporte. It's a hospital ward. Yeah. <laughs> uh, moving on to round four, though, uh, Pascal Gross goes to the top of the round. Dan really, really hedging his Brighton bets here. Actually, that's not Dan. Uh, it was me. It was Joe. <laughs> yeah, talk to um, say that, mate. Uh, no, I'm not 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 certain what I was thinking on that one when I was going <laughs> back to it. Um, said so Bright- Brighton, not not a team that I have that much faith in. Why is um, that? For some reason, I, I just they because they're, they're a selling club that always makes me nervous. Right, um, and, and you're now a buying club. Yeah, exactly. You know, <laughs> I, just, I, just, I just maybe I'm jealous. I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, but I mean, it was, it was. I think I think the two because I was last in the draft. Two yeah. players in a row was kind of rattling me a little bit. You know? <laughs> so the time I was taking over one, and then no, it's it's like the next thing. one, I've got thirty seconds. Um, even even so, though, he's still still a strong pick. I think you've you know, been playing uh, as a right back for Brighton now, and uh, not really in that number ten position for them um, at the moment. So I can't really see him uh, him being that involved in mm. uh, Brighton's attacking output play. I don't know. <laughs> but um, they've got a lot of favourable fixtures coming out. I know that for a fact because I drafted in Lewis Dunk. Yeah. Lewis Gunk. Uh, I drafted him in last week. And um, so, yeah. Uh, followed by a gross, we get Madison, Cancelo, Byrne, Gabriel and Callum Wilson. See, Gabriel's in this round and the other Arsenal defenders are two yeah. rounds higher. Is it not weird? And Gabriel loves a goal from a set piece. It's as true. Well. That is that is a it's that's a strange pick there, him dropping. I mean Cancelo's I, a very noticeable one. I mean he would have mm. been most people some people's maybe first round pick. Yeah. Maybe, a lot of people second. Um where did he go in the draft in August? He went in round two. Mm. So that's quite a drop off from round two. To Dan Byrne going in the same round as Can- as Cancelo. Yeah, the the pick <laughs> after spe- that speaks a lot. For <laughs> I mean, he's got more points. He's got fifteen, sorry, fourteen more points than Cancelo this season. Wow, wow. it'd just be through clean sheets though. Obviously, Cancelo's like you know going forward with the assists and, and stuff is. I, mean, I, mean, I don't think Byrne has a single assist, or he definitely doesn't have a Premier League goal. Yeah, it's just another yeah. example of City just not really settling after the World Cup. I mean, Cancelo got dropped himself yeah. during the World Cup for Nuno Mendes. Mm. And yeah, it just hasn't really settled. Just, okay. just quickly, uh, so for James Madison, do we think he's still got value coming back into the into the Leicester side? I'm unsure. I'm unsure. I mean, he's been sort of like on and off with injury for... It's Quite since, a while it now. It seems like since November, yeah. since England were in Qatar. Um, and then you just look at Leicester as a whole. I mean, yes, you know, Madison is on set pieces. He can like pull a go out of nothing even if Leicester are playing poorly but mm. I don't have the same confidence in him as I did perhaps in October but when Le- when towards building up to the World Cup everything went through him yeah true corners free kicks goals assists everything mm. and he's not even back in the in the squad yet if I was a Madison owner I'd be feeling pretty down yeah. about Madison right now I'd consider definitely trading for him right now yeah, definitely good, good. I mean who, who would you possibly think about trading for if, if you have Madison <laughs> If you have Madison, you could maybe get like a Solly Marsh. Maybe that would be an interesting trade. I think Madison probably has more longevity than Solly Marsh. Definitely, yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I'm just Madison's look- going so far under the radar. I'm looking at midfielders mm. who have a higher point score than Madison: Hoiberg, but Xhaka, <laughs> Trossard. But how how many games has Madison played? I know, I know. Like you know, Madison's clearly a better player, and he's more of a threat when he's starting. But like yeah. you have to take these things into consideration. Obviously, mm. I'd rather have Madison in my team than Xhaka, but. Also, Leicester woefully inconsistent. You know, yeah. at least yeah. the, the, other, the others are in teams that you can rely on to consistently win, so they get the assist there or the odd goal there and stuff like that. With Leicester, you know, to get thumped four 0 every other week. Or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Another interesting player at the end of this round, Callum Wilson. Mate. So, what's going on with Mate, Wilson? And don't know what to say. He, uh, I mean, well, we won't go to you then, Henry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, Wilson, he's been, he's been. I mean, Palace, he was, he was terrible last night. He was, he was pretty bad like he just really? he just doesn't make the same runs anymore I mean I don't know what it is It's but since he went to the World Cup it just hasn't looked like the same player which is strange because obviously when he came on at the World Cup he we're was, talking he was about decent. Callum Wilson yeah he's so, so good before that's he, before insightful he I wouldn't mm. have thought that no, yeah no, no he's, he's in, he hasn't scored since October wow yeah. but I saw a lot of um, fans on Twitter Newcastle fans um, saying that it's a no brainer Isaac should start the next game it's difficult because I mean against Wednesday which obviously we lost 2-1 he he was just really not great, you know. For someone who came back though, yeah, it? but it, but it is Wednesday. I mean, yeah. no, no disrespect to Wednesday because they played us off the park. But I mean, you know, I did expect a sixty million pound signing to do a little bit better. But mm. at the same time, when he came on against Hampton, I don't suppose you saw his assist last night. He he literally changed the game. Like just mm. every time he had the ball, looking to beat players, had that little, uh, you know, because he came on, he had that little um, extra yard on the defenders. Yeah. He was he was he was exactly the player that we signed. 
great he, to see when we netted as well. Just didn't didn't celebrate the prayers straight into the stand. Yeah. <laughs> he Get definitely starts on the weekend for me, and mm. I just can't understand the reasoning for picking Wilson here in I, round I four ahead of Isaac. Yeah, I mean it, it's difficult, obviously, because Isaac's had the injury for so long. He's he's basically got no points, um, and it's also difficult because. I was saying this to the, my friend I went to Hampton with last night. He's, he's a difficult player to suss, Isaac. It's difficult to see where his quality is actually going to come from. Right. In that, you know, he's about six foot two or something like that. But he's not He's not strong. He's okay at dribbling. And in the Premier League, obviously, you've got to make your own chances quite a lot. And it's difficult to see where maybe he slots in, in w- within our team. Because obviously, Wilson's very much a sort of advanced forward running onto balls and stuff like that. I don't know if Isaac's the same player. Seems like a bit more of a... Mm. Bit more is he particularly quick? Like if he had a if he had a foot race with Kanate or something, do you think? He'd yeah, that, weird yardstick. Yeah, like Shalaba or Azuma. <laughs> well, there's famously pacey centre backs. Um, <laughs> I think. I mean, rank those three centre backs <laughs> in terms of pace. Now, I was going to say. I mean, against Liverpool in his first game, he did. Oh, yeah. he, he was burning Van Dijk for this. this I'm going to say second goal because it was a goal. I'm going to say disallowed goal. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he's just one of those players that just need to see more minutes of him. Yeah. He's, re- yeah. he's really not played at all. I think he's played, you know, as in games he's been involved in, can't be more than six. Is mm. fitness still an issue? Not, not, I'm not sure. You know, I didn't really know that much about him before he came to the club, so I don't know if he's like an injury-prone sort of player. But, I mean, we literally had him game, you know, one game week, went to Sweden, got injured before he even played for Sweden, and he was out for four months. So oh, I mean, you're if, kidding. If that's anything to go yeah. on, then, yeah. then, then, then he, then he Did, must be tapped. Just to, sorry, sort of end this Wilson-Isaac debate. I think it is quite a big talking point, because we, we yeah. love Wilson on this podcast. I tried to trade away Wilson this week for Ooh. Ollie Watkins, who oh, yeah. Ollie has. Because I was like, Wilson's not starting now, mm. really, from now until the end of the season. And Ollie rejected it. Ollie does love Ollie Watkins, irrationally. Yeah. But, yeah. I don't think he's that good. There, I said it. Anyway, let's move on to round five. Round five comes around. We get Edison, Buendia, Fernandez, Botman, Andreas, and Darwin. It's a stinky round, Will. (laughs) (laughs) Why is that, Ed? Well, I mean, like, Buendia, what am I seeing here? Like, honestly, that's that was me. Will's that's pick. Me. That's me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Explain that. Explain yourself. I'm I'm a bit obsessed with Villa, as okay. per usual. Yeah. And he I think he's <laughs> their best I think he's their best uh, I think he's their best player. Okay. As we see in in this in the same draft in, in August, in the six man draft, Watkins goes here. I'd rather have Buendia than Watkins in this villa team, personally. I don't rate Watkins that highly. I mean, I guess I maybe would take him over a flailing Cam- Callum Wilson at the moment. I mean, Watkins stock uh, has definitely risen for me anyway with the departure of Danny Ings. Yeah. He's de- he's a definite starter now every single game we did in say, his favourite position. We did yeah. say on a previous episode, you said, don't be surprised if Ings doesn't get more game time because he mm. likes putting, putting Bailey and Watkins up top yeah. in front too. And mm. sure enough, he gets sold. Yeah. Um, Bailey <laughs> Emery, Emery, one, Emery yeah. must have been listening. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we also get... Um, so Edison... What is he, the eighth eighth highest scoring keeper? But he goes in round five. The second pe- keeper to go before or after Pope. Any thoughts on that, Charles? I think he's been traded a little bit high. I'm looking at the goalkeeper list right now. Obviously, Pope's in the lead. 103 points, wow. which is brilliant at the halfway point of the season. He's on he's on for a 200-point season, which is ridiculous. Mm. Uh, David Raya, second with 91. Looking at Edison, he's seventh on the list. Mm. Below the likes of Saar, Henderson, Allison. With keepers, it is quite just simple, just, you know, Pick, pick the highest scoring ones essentially there's no sort of well that, that is sort of the aim of the game pick, <laughs> pick the highest scoring ones well no but like particularly with keepers like you don't necessarily do it like for example Mitrovic got traded above Tony Tony scored 20 more points <laughs> yeah but, but that, <laughs> anyway <laughs> pick, pick the highest scoring uh, pick the highest point scorer yeah that's what <laughs> I am going to do <laughs> but, uh, but just just <laughs> it's literally how it works. <laughs> uh, anyway, Fernandez here goes in round five. Joe, do you reckon that's a steal? Bear in mind what players have gone before him. Um, Madison goes before him here. Foden goes before him, and then we obviously get Saka, Rashford, Martinelli in round two. Do you reckon he can compete with those sort of players? Yeah, I mean it's interesting. Obviously, United well on the up as well. Yeah, um, and I think because he's still captain under Ten Hag, which I find strange anyway. But the fact he's captain shows that he's 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 it's like Odegaard, even if games that you know he's not necessarily going to assist or score every week, but he's definitely going to start every game. Yeah. Because, you know, that's obviously always going to get you points. Mm. Um, I had Fernandez, then Nunes on my list as well and saw someone take them. <laughs> and then Botman after that. <laughs> <laughs> I um I like this Darwin pick 
in this round, Will. I think he's on like the precipice of doing something really good. You like that word? Good word. <laughs> so, yeah, I was thinking about how do you, you pronounce that word? He's on the precipice. I'll say it again. Um, yeah. uh, Scribbling of, of, it down for yeah. the last two minutes. P R E. Move on. Uh, <laughs> he, he's on the verge of doing something really well um, really? towards the end of the season. I mean, wow. like he gets caught offside so many times, and it's just not needed because of how pacey he is. Mm. And he, I, I don't know what his xG is, but it will be something way beyond what the amount of goals that he scored right now. Um, Nunes so was uh, Nunes was my pick, and he was when I was you know sort of having a look at the players in the first place. He, he was always well up on my list for exactly that. Like I, I think he is a good player. I mean, people like to sort of give him grief because, like, why not? You know, it's like it's good to see play like Lukaku. It's just good to see you know the big players fail. <laughs> um, but yeah, he was always. I completely agree. What you said earlier as well that I think Liverpool, like City, and like Liverpool did, was it two seasons ago when they got Champions League with that Allison header? Oh my god! They just will come back. Yeah, you, know, you, yeah, can, yeah. you can just taste it. Like, mm, like it's, yeah. good, it's just classic Liverpool. And I think, I think as exactly what you said, the expected goals on Nunes must yeah. be so high. And, yeah. and if they when they do start winning. It's, it's probably always going to go through him, you know. He, mm. he just needs to find his feet a little bit. Mm. Comparing this to the to the uh, prior draft we did, um, Havertz went, Bowen, Richarlison, Kulisevsky, all sorts, and and Jack Grealish. This was actually a really good round. In the well, it was sort of like perceivably a really good round, you know, Bowen was a really good player at the time. Richarlison had promised Grealish, Kulisevsky. Richarlison still yet to score. <laughs> Hilarious. Pathetic. Yeah. <laughs> Havertz also, how many goals is he on? Uh, hey, same amount as Jesus, actually. <laughs> yeah. There we go. No. <laughs> One's out for the season and the other's... <laughs> um, but moving on to round six, we get Ramsdale, Ward-Prowse, Son, Zinchenko, Mitomo and Grealish. Obviously, Son was a first round pick in the summer. Drops to round six. I think Sinchenko's um, a really good pick. There was a little bit of confusion around that Arsenal left-back spot, but realistically, it was it was quite simple. It was just the fact that he was injured all the time. Yeah. Um, you, you look at all the Arsenal players that went in the second round, like your Whites and your Salibas and stuff. Why is Sinchenko this far down? I think it's the injuries. He, he just seems to pick up small injuries quite a lot, which which are the other the other three don't. True. But, I, but you're right. I think Zinchenko probably has the highest upside of them all in terms of his attacking returns. Oh, we also get Matoma going in this round. Mate, you love him. So good. <laughs> what a player. I was early on that bandwagon. Um, and I, he's just he's just brilliant for See Brighton. See his goal against Leicester? Yeah. Just cut inside, top bins. <laughs> Danny Ward, don't even bother diving. <laughs> just go to the back of the net, pick it up. <laughs> uh, I mean, I mean, he, I think he's going to be a, a great asset going forward, uh, especially in this bright, exciting Brighton team. Grealish as well, recently. Been getting some minutes. Yeah, it kind of links back to the Foden debate. There's just like, there's not a lot of settleness in that front three. Um, and he's certainly getting a lot more Premier League minutes. Do I expect him to start Champions League games? Probably not. Mm. So maybe if there is a Premier League, it depends League how, how much you can actually keep it up. Because he is actually, he's, you know, he is playing well at the moment. So yeah. in the Premier League, the last three or four games, and Guardiola loves his. You know, if you if you're doing what he tells you to do, then he, he keeps you in the team. Um, so I don't see why he wouldn't, unless he actually starts playing badly. Again. Guardiola in some of his post-match press conferences, he re- he's really kind of going back to the basics. He's like, I need players who like really want to try and stuff. Right. It's like less about tactical decisions and executions. It's about like who's putting in the hard yards. And Grealish is one of those players. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Interesting. Uh, let's move on to round seven. So at the top of round seven, we get a Dejan Kulisevsky, followed by Trent Alexander-Arnold, then Estupinian, then Robertson, Zaha, and Ben Mee to round it all out. We've got some real fallen giants in this round. We really do. The two Liverpool ben fullbacks. Mee being one of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the two Liverpool fullbacks. I think that was the main takeaway from this draft, just how low the Liverpool fullbacks went. Yeah. Uh, Kulisevsky as well, I think he was a lot higher in the original draft. Mm. But yeah, it just begs the question, like, what are Trent and Robertson worth at the moment? I still think they're worth quite a lot, to be honest. I still well, according to us, the same, the same as Estupinan. Yeah, ah, according to wow. you, Will, as well, because you were part of this draft. <laughs> <laughs> I took the took the value here. No, I, I still think they're worth. I mean, I still think having Trent, especially, is worth a lot. He's still going to take set pieces for them if they go on a run here. He's only had three assists in the Premier League all season, though. Mm. I don't think he's going. Obviously, he's not going to reach the same heights that he did last year, but he's still going to be a better defender than most. <sighs> yeah, but there's no, there's no value, uh, not as much, nowhere near as much value in them as there was last season, just because of their clean sheet record as well. It's hopeless. You know, you were kind of like mocking Ben Mee at the beginning of the, the segment. He's actually the top point scorer out of anyone in this round. No, mate, I love Ben Mee. Uh, yeah. like, he's a, he's, he's, he's got, a top what, player. He's got 23 more points than Trent. Wow. Trent would have been a. 
first wow. round pick. Trent would have been a first round pick <laughs> in a 10 man league. Yeah. And he's got 23 less points than yeah, Ben I was, I was quite happy with that. Um, <laughs> he did me well in the, in the in the first game week as well. I think got seven or eight points or something, mm. which was very happy with. Mm. Um, but it's difficult with Brentford, obviously, because, I mean, you know, no disrespect, but like the size of the club, like, uh, you know, they could, they're one of those teams that could just, you know, drop off, get six, mm. you know, concede in every game for six games or something like that. Um, so it was, it was definitely probably one of my riskiest, uh, riskier calls, that one. But I was quite happy with it at the time as well. It's an interesting one. I mean, Brentford's defensive record isn't amazing. They've got, they've conceded the same amount mm. of goals as Everton, for example. He likes a goal, me, I think. Then, yeah, he? it's just the frequency Good of getting pieces. clean sheets. And then like the old game, they'll concede three or something. Yeah. 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 Uh, we also get Zaha going here. Um, he's been a bit poor recently. Yeah, Palace has been terrible. They just can't find any rhythm in their attack. Nothing. Yeah. Um, they're solid to an extent um, defensively, but um, if they can't put the ball in the back of the net, then no, it's very worrying. Considering the, the caliber of player they have up there, Zaha, Elise, um, Eze—they're all just too inconsistent. They show flashes of brilliance, mm. but um, there's not enough productivity and efficiency in terms of winning your draft game week matchup every single week yeah. Zaha will get 15 points one week and for the next four weeks we'll get two points moving on to the next round round eight we get um, Van Dijk then Shaw Thiago Silva Raya and then Isak and Perisic uh, Charles what are your thoughts on this round yeah I think Raya's probably the pick of the round here second highest point scorer uh, for keepers anyway um, interesting to hear Joe's opinion on Isak in round eight having, all, having said that he's probably a better option than Wilson and Wilson went in what round four mm. in this one I mean, it was well he picked him up actually. So maybe it was joint I mean, contribution from you two. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm. I think I. I don't know. I think he he looks very very strong at the moment, as as Joe alluded to earlier. One uh, other player as well as I'm looking at, Ivan Perisic. Actually, in our original draft, went the round before. He's only dropped one round here. <laughs> he should How be one that? of the last <laughs> round. I've stuck through Ivan through the tough times and still with him now. I mean, he just turns out one point. Always gets a yellow card, but. He, he also did get a clean sheet against Fulham on Monday. Yeah. But um, ugh, again, there's little or no value Do you think in he's Spurs defenders. Definitely. Yeah. He, he, People pick him like the third, fourth rounds. Yeah. I mean, and, and he'd obviously just won the uh, Serie A with um, Inter two seasons ago. Um, was brilliant under Conte in that wing back role, mm. um, a- acting as like sort of a left winger um, slash wing back. <laughs> and um, he's just fallen off the face of it. Remember Oli being yeah. like he's going to play up top? Yeah. <laughs> Didn't look happen. forward to that one coming. Look forward to. He's the twelfth highest uh, point scoring in ter- point Fair. scorer in terms of defender. It's not awful. But then you've got, for example, Castagna's above him. Mm. But you know, above the likes of Thiago Silva, obviously Robertson, Van Dijk, Trent. Um, I, I guess his performances have been a little bit underwhelming. Yeah, like on the pitch. So I guess that's kind of like you know affected people's judgment of him, but. I think he's been okay. I guess another one for you, Chelsea boys. Um, Thiago Silva, the first Chelsea defender to go in this draft. First Chelsea player? No. Um, ooh, good question. I think he is the first Chelsea player to go. Might be. Really? Bloody hell. Wow. <laughs> I um, mean, yeah, it's just quite depressing. He starts every game, though, yeah. for us. Um, I think it's quite high for Silva, to be, to be honest. Really? He's not a massive goal scorer. Mm. And it's not like you uh, you know, keep a lot of clean sheets at the moment. Um, yeah. He said, you obviously get the appearance points, but I don't know, it surprised me. Yeah, I remember I, I did an episode with Will maybe about a month ago, and this was obviously at the time. Uh, there was no Chelsea player in the top 45 point scorers. I think Sterling was 46th or Mount was 46th. Mm. There's just no value in this Chelsea team. And especially as like Potter, okay, let's say Potter does get it right. He's still someone that loves to tinker with his lineup. So there's so there's such a lack of consistency with his selections as well, even when it's going well. Yeah. So yeah, it's just very little value with Chelsea. But Thiago Silva is one of the mainstays in the team. Yeah. Just relating this to the uh, to earlier draft we did in summer, uh, it went Rafinha, Trippier, Sancho, oh, Trippier and round eight. Allison, <laughs> Vardy and Lloris. Um, I think the Larice pick is kind of overthinking it a bit. <laughs> Gonna say, and Rafinha there, Charles. Yeah, yeah, Expecting him to go to Chelsea there, maybe. Oh my god, I was. Yeah, oh, <laughs> like, I literally that was. Is a punt. Yeah, <laughs> I did that with Fafana as well, mm. and he just got injured straight. Away. <laughs> Dropped. Yeah. Uh, let's move on though to round nine. Round nine is as follows. Varane, Gakpo, Havertz, Mbwemo, Stones, and then we get Alisson, picked by Joe. Alisson, 
Joe, do you reckon then Liverpool are going to pick up in clean sheets going yeah, forward? Yeah, yeah, that that was one of the the resounding sort of themes of my thing. Was right. Uh, I had the same with Villa as well. That I think the second half of the season, and and also the same with West Ham. Like I, I had Zoom really? in there as well. Yeah, um, I just think, especially with West Ham, you know, and like Liverpool, they're just good teams. And if you're a good team over a long season, it doesn't, you know. Yeah, you know, Liverpool aren't a ninth place team. Chelsea might be a tenth place team, but Liverpool aren't, <laughs> a, ninth, aren't, Liverpool aren't a ninth place. You team. say that as a former Chelsea fan. <laughs> <laughs> I've been to. Why do you think I left? <laughs> I've got a Chelsea season ticket. <laughs> <laughs> Home and away <laughs> till I die on the back. Um, no, I, I, I'm quite. I said I was quite happy with the Allison uh, yeah. pick. He was, he was quite high on my list from the start. So I think they'll turn it around. I think they're the good team. I went for Gakpo in this round as well. <laughs> we, we've got on the pot on the prep sheet here. Gakpo exclamation mark is he good? Question mark. <laughs> well, well, you picked him up well. <laughs> yeah. I was also going to ask you guys. I don't. I don't I, know he, if I'm that blown away by him. Do you know what? He's not the player that I thought he'd be. Mm. I, I'm not going to like pretend I watched him a whole lot. But like he's he's very tall. He's not this kind of like you know short like dynamic quite athletic and agile winger mm. that I thought he would be. He's, he's almost like a number nine, yeah. but he's not a number nine. Could you stick him up top and he's useless? He seems quite stiff to me. Yeah, he does seem quite and, stiff. He's and not... at the World Cup, he was so sharp. Yeah. Like half-turn bang. That's why you don't, you don't buy players off international tournaments. Yeah. Exactly yeah. that. I thought he'd be like a bit of a Lewis Diaz, like presses a lot, like good dribbling, very quick, but he's not. It's, I think it's early days and yeah, he yeah. will come good. Like Liverpool just always seem to like hit the nail with these signings. But it's uncharacteristically gone wrong for a Klopp signing early doors. Yeah, good point there. I mean, I, and Buemo is also going here. I think that's a top pick. Really? He's been doing really well for Brentford recently. Um, obviously, partners Ivan Tony up top. And um, they, them two are just illustrious in, in, in their own company. What I will he's say very about reliable as well. Like his conversion rate must be through the roof. Like mm. He's one of those, if he's through on goal, you just kind of know it's over. Mm. What I will say about Buemo is that I owned him in our current league for... Most of the first half of the season, and he didn't do a lot. He was picking up like a lot of two points. It's like sort of like five or six on the bounce. But then Tony'd been injured recently, um, post World Cup. And oh, then... yeah, this is after I sold him. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> obviously, he comes obviously, good obviously, at, yeah, yeah, yeah. Words against you, mate. <laughs> yeah, uh, St- John Stones goes here as well. I was going to ask you guys which city defenders are you prioritizing going forward? It's actually mate. a bit of like a sort of under uh, underappreciated story. This city centre back situation, yeah, the yeah, fact yeah, that like definitely. they're always injured, they're always out of form. Like that the fullback like Cancelo, what's going on there? Ruben Diaz, he's, it's he's one really of the best weird. players in the it's world really two weird. seasons ago. Yeah, I mean, if this were Chelsea, I'd be making a huge hassle about it. I'd be like, <laughs> well, how are we meant to how are we meant to win games with this going on? Laporte started his first game back from injury, well, uh, against Tottenham as well, which is a surprise because I think their best centre back pairing is Laporte and Diaz. Right, um, and they've been playing with Ake Over and Akanji. Yeah, <sighs> no, I'd agree. I, but I, I still, really, I still think Stones I, I don't, I honestly think Stones better than Diaz. Ooh. Rico Lewis coming into the team recently. Top player, mate. Yeah, Pep seems to trust him. Yeah, he doesn't seem to trust Cancelo. <laughs> I don't. I don't get it. Cancelo was like the the best fullback in the world when he was playing left back. Yeah, but he then, do, he's got a history of doing this. Remember when it, it didn't happen last season, but the season before, remember he was just like, "Nah, Zinchenko, you're in the team now." He just <laughs> yeah. gets bored of Cancelo. Yeah. Just <laughs> he just gets bored of Foden being too good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're on the bench, mate. <laughs> it's greelish. Uh, in uh, in the former uh, draft, we did Cresswell went at the top of the round, uh, followed by Mendy, Antonio, Pope, Tony, and Ramsdale. Oh, Pope, Mendy choice. My God. <laughs> Uh, Aaron Cresswell as well is not looking too good. Am, am I seeing this right? Have you seen how many points Mendy's got this season? <laughs> oh <my> Twenty-three. <laughs> Moving Shocking. on to round ten, uh, Danny Ings at the top of it, followed by Jesus, Jao Felix, Mares, Bailey, and Rodrigo. How has Mares dropped to this? Because round? people are put off by the first half of the season, which is understandable. But y- yeah, you would have thought he'd got a little bit higher considering the a number of games that he's starting now and his volume of returns recently. But then, like, you know, you look at Rodrigo, who had a really good first half of the season, and uh, he's gone in the same round as well. Mm. I mean, uh, Joe, what's, what's your opinion on um, Gabriel Jesus? I think he's a good player. I think he suits Arsenal quite well. Mm. Um, obviously, I mean, a massive shame for him uh, getting injured when he did, because, you know, he's on a bit of a roll. I know, I know he gets his critics, but I think, you know, technically... I mean, technically, I think he's honestly better than Haaland in terms of... Really? I think in terms of, you know, being able to... In terms of ball control, dribbling, passing, he brings yeah. more than Haaland. But Haaland brings so much on the scoring side that obviously I'd, I'd you know, choose Haaland for every instance, day. I know that I took Nketiah in this in this draft in round 14. Do you reckon there's... Do you reckon people should be taking Nketiah over Jesus at the moment? Depend. I mean, if you're like battling relegation, if you're like bottom of your league mm. and you need a short-term fix, yeah. 
Why Why is it a short-term fix? I think it, even when Jesus comes fit again, I think Enketia starts. No, no, Definitely. No, no, no. Enketia's no. been unreal. Sure about that. No, yeah, no, but no. I don't think, I don't. you know, they've spent a lot of money on Jesus. And I think so? <laughs> it doesn't justify him starting. Enketia's been brilliant and more clinical than yeah. Jesus. There is a point in that. I mean, he, does does Jesus score those goals? Danny Ings at yeah, the top of this round. Danny, Danny Ings, Ings, Joe. Yeah, striker. Well, I don't think he'd actually gone to West Ham by the time we'd done this draft. Okay. Um, so that's actually worked, worked quite well in my favour, I think. Again, as I said, I think I think West Ham 100% going to be on the up. Mate, he's he's had a knee injury. Has he, my yeah. Lord, is he really? Yeah. yeah. No <laughs> way. Yeah. What? He's out for a couple of months. What, like five minutes no. ago? Yeah. He's out, he's out well, with a knee Everton. injury. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Joe's leaving. Let's see, Joe. <laughs> yeah, he's out for a couple of months. Three months, I think. Oh, Christ. Oh, I'm, I'm not lying. <laughs> yeah, let's move on then <laughs> Jao Felix here Charles a huge fan of him slightly surprised to see that he's a forward on the game really? yeah he's well, he a, is he's a striker. attacking midfielder do you think? I don't know Gakpo's okay. midfielder so I, I think Havertz played up front mm. but no anyway I think Chelsea are going to be very good with him in the team him and Mudrick just two very kind of pure technical players something we've been missing for a while yeah. just can't wait yeah. I'm, I'm, <laughs> like, I'm, I'm like smiling yeah. at the thought of it <laughs> we're 10th yeah, yeah, yeah. and I've never been so excited <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, let's move on to round 11. Round 11, at the top of it goes Nathan Ake, followed by Kanji, Ferguson, then De Gea, then Alvarez and Eze. Yeah, Ake's a really good pick. Um, sort of drawing on that discussion about City centre-backs they're always injured they're always out of form Ake's actually been one of the more prominent centre-backs for City mm. because because of City centre-backs injuries though now with Diaz and Laporte returning to fitness it, it's a guessing game about who's going to start in, in that centre-back position mm. Um I wouldn't trust any of them. Really the Kanji's been getting minutes though. Seems to get seems to get games all over the place. Yeah, but I go back to it because of the centre backs yeah. that are injured right now. Mm. And I, who knows what happens when Diaz and Laporte come back? You just don't know. Yeah. Do, do you rank Stones over Akanji? Yeah. Every day. Ferguson. Henry. Yeah. Um. He's been starting for Brighton. He has recently. Been. Will. Um. And scoring. And, yeah. And yeah, brilliant head scoring. <laughs> <laughs> well, you'd hope so. But um. But no, he's uh he's been fantastic since coming into the side. I mean. One thing that was lat- lacking uh, mm. with Potter and his time at Brighton was their clinical finishing. Yeah. Um, and it seems as that his addition has just like brought that edge to them as well as obviously Matoma growing into the team. But yeah. he's finally their sort of number nine focal point that they can play off. He also presses really well. Um, he just really fits the system down to a T and can see him starting from now until the end of the season having a really good second half of the season. Yeah, we pick. did a poll on Twitter today. It was, you know, what's your best player being? What's your worst player being? What's your most disappointing pickup being? And Oli put Alvarez for Manchester City. As his most disappointing. And, yeah, and he still picked him up in this round. <laughs> but like the broader point being, what have you made of him generally? He's obviously, it's just it's just a classic City thing. I don't know where he gets games. And in, in any other squad, he would obviously play many more minutes. Do you and not he, remember at the start of the season, it was like, okay, Haaland will only last an hour every game. Yeah, I wish Al- that Alvarez will come on. Like, it's just such a simplistic th- way of looking at it. It's <laughs> well, never going to happen. Well, he averages a goal every 120 minutes. Where have you pulled that from? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, he picked up two goals in the fifth game week against Forrest at home when they won 6-0. Since then, so we're talking what sixteen game weeks he's picked up two goals in the in the prior draft we did in summer. Um, Bernardo Silva went at the end of, the, of this round. He's another player which has fallen out of favour at City. There, I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily say he's fallen out of favour. He starts the majority of games. He just doesn't get in and amongst it in terms no, of their attacking output. I mean, mm. wasn't it last year? I think De Bruyne was injured for a huge length of time. Yeah. Mm. So Bernardo assumed that more attacking role. But since he's come back, he's sort of dropped a little bit. Yeah, yeah he's a, he's playing a lot more deeper now, uh, nearer to Rodri. And they sort of just offload the ball to Grealish or Mahrez and then sort of let them do their own thing. Yeah. Uh, if we move into round 12 quickly, uh, Zuma, Martial, Luis Diaz. Who the hell's picked up Zuma here? That was me. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Mount, Anthony and Bruno Gamarish. Zuma isn't the, bat, isn't the worst pick. He's a goal-scoring centre-back. <laughs> yeah, that, that, was, uh, that was directly inspired by my mate who's a West Ham fan. Um who at the pub the week before had said, uh, all we need is Zuma back. That's all we need. <laughs> so I kept, kept an eye on him throughout the draft there. Um, but, but again, you know, I, I, I think with West Ham, you know, you don't become, uh, you know, you're not Europa League semi-final, semi-finalist last year without being a decent side. But they're a different team now, do you not think? 
for the uh, worst. I, I think I just think fo- people in football these days think that too much, and that the, mm. you know, in one month you're the best team in the world, and three months later you're finished. Like I, I, just, I he's think not it, finished. He's twenty eight. <laughs> I just think it ends up panning out. Not not as much like that. It's, it's that yeah. bloody it's that bloody Liverpool season where Alisson scored that header. Now I can just never, <laughs> I can never forgive it. Now, so it's just it's always going to pan out exactly how it's meant to, rather than it being. I was going to say rather than being sensational, but it's literally as sensational as it gets. So. Interesting to see Bruno Gamirez went in the same round, round twelve as he did last year. I think yeah. a few places, few places lower actually. So he's had a real standout season. He's one of Newcastle's most important players. Yet he's getting picked lower. Mm, it's interesting. It's because his role is just so distinctly sort of at the halfway line he mm. did get a few goals at the start of the season and at the back end of the last season but that's when we had a little bit less cover in those positions so he's almost doing all of that job himself mm. now Willock kind of fills in that gap for him like very much his role at the moment is to you know, just the classic deep line play might take a deep spray it wide so sort of he has got a goal in him though he does he ha- he's actually got a good um, worldie in him as well yeah. like when, when he finds the right position it's very rare that he doesn't at the very least make the goal he have to make a, a good save um, and he's, he's scored he scored a few belters and he's only been here 12 months yeah mm. I mean play. Charles you picked Luis Diaz here as yeah, well yeah there's a couple of players who I picked up here who are actually unavailable but you know if you're thinking about the next three months or something, I think Luis Diaz is I'd say less than a month away yeah from returning you're, you're guessing yeah, I, he, I do, I do not have that information. He's, he's, he's March because I play in another draft league that oh. I play in. Uh, I've, I've had Jota since the start of the season. Mm. Do do my little Google search on when Jota's back. Him and Diaz not back until mid-March. Yeah. Well, what's the point? Mm. I'm just going to have to re- release Jota. And, and like if you were a Diaz owner, there is literally no point in having him right now because he'd be just wasting away on your bench. It's true. I mean, like the league does finish in June this year. So you're talking like you're going to get a solid three months. That's a solid sort of maybe 11 game weeks out of him towards the end of the season. So he plays every single one though. With I all think, the I think, the Champions League. I think he starts for Liverpool. I think they'll be pushing for top four. And given like their financial situation, if they finish in the Europa League, it's not as if the owners are just going to throw money at it and fix it. I think their season really depends on them getting top four. Mm. So I can start. I can see him starting a lot of Premier League games. What's interesting is that Martial went in this round. Now I can't remember if we did this draft before they had signed Veghorst, but Veghorst now is a, a short starter for them up top and ahead of Martial. Yeah. Just scored for Manchester United as well. Breaking news. He looked good against <laughs> us. He looked really good against us. I was. I, I was thought he looked quite worried. good as well. Um, Henry, you went for Mason Mount in this, in this round. <laughs> well, I just thought um, felt bad. I was like, sure, surely we've got some stat pad games that you can line up. Like, have we got Norwich to play in a couple of weeks or something? But, but no, I mean, Mount does churn out points. He does on the on, on the ten odd goals, game week. ten pieces as well. Yeah, yeah, t- yeah. It takes free kicks and and corners. Um, he should not be dropping as low as this realistically. No. I mean, Chelsea will pick up form towards the end of the season. Yeah, and he will. St- I, I I don't know what Charles thinks. I still think he will be starting. Um, the majority of the games. I think he'll be starting. I think he'll be starting. But if he is starting, he won't play in the front three anymore. Mm. We've yeah. just signed like a hell of a lot of attackers. <laughs> yeah, on the right, on the left, up front as well. I just don't think he's going to be in that front three anymore. But I still see him uh, taking set pieces though. Yeah. Uh, anyway, guys, let's move on to round thirteen. <laughs> Round 13, here we are. Lewis Dunk. Here we are. <laughs> uh, Lewis Dunk, Malassia, Reese James, Brennan Johnson, Rico Henry, and Morgan Gibbs White. So, th- some top players in this round were, I feel like. The, this collection of players should be in somewhere around round eight or nine mm. for me. Uh, Reese James, I don't know how he's dropped this far down. Uh, Rumours circulating around Chelsea that uh, he's due to play some minutes against Fulham. Yeah. Um. So with that in mind, uh, he's going to have a stormer, hopefully, towards the second half of the season. Although we are signing a right back, aren't we, Charles? In Melo Gusto. Gusto, yeah. So um, we'll see that. How, how that. I've never seen him play, but he's quality. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He locked up Mbappe, mate. That's all I know. Charles, you picked Brennan Johnson here. Yeah, I was really lacking a striker at this point. I really went sort of ham on my defenders and midfielders. I, I was kind of lacking. Stri- I think I went for Mbappe as well. Yeah. Ooh. Uh, so I really just sort of need to get a striker. Tasty in. top. So two. I wouldn't look. Uh, I wouldn't look in too much to that. But round thirteen, it seemed to be an emphasis on getting defenders in mm. with Rico Henry, Reese James. Malassi is an interesting one because he does go the, through these periods of starting for United. That's me. Yeah. They. they 
sort of put Luke Shaw at centre back. Yeah, it, Ten Hag I, doesn't seem to s- trust sort of four of his centre backs. Mm, I think other maybe than I, I don't know. Maybe I think Luke Shaw might get some reduced minutes after that. After that showing on Sunday night, maybe. Really? maybe I don't think that was all down to him. No, to be honest, I'm still waiting for Ollie's prediction post World Cup that Maguire is going to start for United. <laughs> Uh, Joe, you went for Gibbs White here at the end of the round. Yeah, I mean, Forrest have obviously seen a, a relatively decent little bit of form. Um, from what I've seen of him, he's been quite quite nippy. Quite a bit of a difficult one, though, because obviously Forrest can be quite inconsistent and, you know, playing well at the moment, though. Yeah, exactly. It's just, again, like like a few other teams, like a bit like Leicester, it's like you get points out of them when they're playing well, but when they're not, they're, they're, yeah, they're, they're, they're taking up a spot. Just looking at his points, he's got 72 points, Morgan Gibbs White. That's the highest out of the remaining outfield players. So it's a good pick-up in the 13th round. Yes. Yeah. Uh, moving on to round 14, we get Castagna, Tete, Badia Chile, Walker, Saar and Nketia there. What's your favourite pick in that round, Henry? Uh, Badia Shilwell. Not just because he plays for Chelsea well. Um, <laughs> he's just been really solid right. for us. And I, I think I've said this quite a lot of times during the pod. We do have some favourable games coming up. We've got Fulham. Who else we got, Charles, after Fulham? Uh, we've got West Ham away. We've got West Ham away, clean sheet. Spurs. <laughs> yeah. What's that, Charles? It's clean sheet. Clean sheet. There we go. It's a double act. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> and, um, no, Shuckle I rate brothers. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Barry. Um, I, I really wait. Uh, wait. Uh, I really rate Barry Show quite highly. Um, yeah. here and you you just can't rely on Walker either to start the games. I mean, Rico Lewis mm. uh, has been starting for Man City as well. We've also got Southampton coming yeah, up. Yeah, we'll points on the screen. <laughs> Southampton, <no. laughs> Southampton, Leeds, <laughs> Everton, Villa, Wolves. These are clean sheets bleeding out of our ears here, Will. Um, so I can't see anything other than a great pickup here from me and Badia Shill. On yeah. a more serious note, uh, Chelsea do look a little bit more assured with him at the back. Mm. Like Kula Bali just hasn't been the signing that we thought he would. Badia Shill, it makes a difference having a left foot centre back. Uh, Thiago Silva looks a lot more short on the right as well. People so. may people may think that uh, Fofana obviously coming back from injury mean he just goes straight into the team. I don't think he gets in the team. Yeah, really. I think it's anything but. I think Badia Shield in like a. Can- How can you spend seventy mil on a centre back and he just doesn't even get in your team? Well, why do we care, mate? It's Chelsea. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I think I think you spent seventy two million on Pepe, and what's happened there, mate? We sold him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, top of the league. <laughs> uh, moving on to round fifteen, though. No we European get, Cup. We get uh, we get Burnt Leno, Jordan Pickford, Hugo Lloris, Sanchez, Martinez. And Richarlison. Richarlison. <laughs> Who's that? That's Joe. Yeah. Explain, explain yourself. I, 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 <laughs> you know, I thought first podcast. I got to make him laugh. You know. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't know, lads. Must be on the sherbet. That's all I can say. Really. How's How's Kepa not gone yet? By the way, mm, he's been brilliant. Kepa not drafted. Shambolic. What are we playing at? Yeah. So Why I, are we giving advice? Sam? <laughs> I think Chelsea just generally, you know, like like with the Havertz, like low down in the draft order, just there's a general aversion based on the form, based on the kind of where you're playing. You're still very much finding your feet. Is like, are you going to be a team that doesn't concede and then gets points via that, like as that as that is the foundation, or are you a team mm. that scores loads and you just can't really see it at the moment? So having Huge squad in there, as just, well. Yeah, do you know? Exactly. Do you know? People see sort of like indecision with Chelsea. I see opportunity. There's a huge squad there, okay. so there's not going to be a lot of consistent picks. Like you know, for example, Chalobah coming in, getting a clean sheet at Anfield, consecutive clean sheets. You've just got to look out for these players. Chelsea will be better right. in the next few yeah, weeks, definitely. and like with this huge squad, there are going to be so many undrafted players. Kepa's a brilliant example. He's been one of the top point scorers for keepers in the past three weeks. Mm. I'm pretty sure. Um, well, a defender that hasn't been picked up here that should be picked up, Cucurella. I mean, he definitely should be picked up because he will start for Chelsea uh, the majority of the games, even with Chilwell's um, return. I think Cucurella mm. starts ahead. Yeah, of him. Hall had a bit of a horror show at Anfield. He's a young player. I think he's a very gifted player. But, but he played centre mid, though. I know that's he his, played. That's his position. And, uh, I know that was his position <laughs> at academy, but it's very different first team football. And I feel like he's better off as a left back. True. Kukare had a good game against Liverpool as well. Let's move on to the roundup questions. So, listeners, uh, earlier today, head of Twitter, Charles, put out a tweet uh, asking, who is our, who is your best player slash highest point scorer? Uh, should we go around that in the group? Guess who I'm going to go with, everyone. Who? Martin Sal- Odegaard. Okay. Obviously. Moving on. Yeah. Henry, <laughs> who... See, see he, every other episode. He's an reference. Arsenal player, Will. I don't know. I've, I've, I, I know how good he is. Okay, all right, all right, mate. Henry, who's... So, who's I'll been... just give you a little bit of trivia about Odegaard. Yeah, yeah, okay, just to milk it. Do you know how many double-digit hauls he's picked up throughout the season? Uh, Five. I'll guess six. Six, correct. 
Uh, it's astonishing. Predictable. <laughs> <laughs> Henry, who's been your best player? Uh, it's none other than Ivan Tony Will for Brentford. Sixth highest point scorer in the league. And as Charles mentioned pre- uh, earlier in the pod, um, high scoring forwards are sort of a rare commodity um, in the, in fantasy this season. Mm. And him being the second highest, oh no, the third highest uh, forwards point scorer um, makes him really valuable to my team. And I think I'd like to say um, that he's helped me propel into the top four of our league so far. Nice. And Joe, what about you? Who's been your best player? Um, Got to say, probably, probably Miggy Almiron. Um, yeah, at the start of the season, it was, it was a, it was a definitely a gamble. But um, he's, he's one of those that Newcastle fans always, always just, you know. Have you always seen it in him? No, definitely not. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Is that is we've always just ferociously wanted him to do well. He's right. like Joe Linton. Is just he's just begging for him to do well because Amaron was our record signing at one point. Was he? Um, yeah, yeah from, forty from, mil. What? No, 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 twenty mil. Twenty mil. Didn't oh, Joe Linton was forty. Was Joe, Joe Didn't you buy him from America? Yeah, as well? I think he played for like Atlanta United or something like that. Um, he was like the best player in the league apparently at the time. Um, and yeah, just as I said, be, be rooting for him. And then obviously, first half of the season, through. absolutely scrounging points. And consistently <laughs> as well. You know, At you what just... point like, was there a particular goal that he scored where you thought, okay, this could be a sustainable... He's, he's in for a really good season here. It, funnily enough, it was one of his one of his wor- like one of his least good goals was away at Spurs when we beat them. Um, I think oh, that was a brilliant goal. One. I mean, yeah, it's a, a nice little move, but not one of his... Like, you know, he literally hits them from like 30 yards. But that goal, just like getting away at Spurs, you know, it was very much a crunch game at the time. It was just like, right, this guy is, is here to play. I know? guess if I'm yeah. a fantasy owner, I'd rather him be scoring those goals rather than 30 yarders because it's more sustainable. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He can take on a player and get yeah, into yeah, those yeah, positions yeah, exactly, yeah. where you're likely to get goals or assists. Yeah, yeah, so that, that, that's the beauty of having player. Bruno as well as that when you've got someone pinging balls like that, the wing is always going to get chances. Absolutely. Like Will, who's been your standout player? For me, it's been uh, my guy, Bakayo Saka, obviously. Try and get Love him in every, in every team I'm in. He's the third highest scoring midfielder. Don't I think Sunday again showed that when he when he really wants to turn it on, he can just be a completely unplayable. He's irresistible, mate. Unbelievable player. Uh, next one. Who has been your worst player, Charles? So I actually put on the Twitter, Chris Wood. It was quite a difficult <laughs> question for me. Who's been my worst player? Because your team's so good. Well, yeah. Like all my all my big players have been good. I haven't had like a Ronaldo or I don't know yeah, Lukaku fair. or something. Um, I put Chris Wood, but upon reflection, it's got to be Ibrahima Kanate. <laughs> you still got him. <laughs> Yeah, and he got a clean sheet against Chelsea. Fair, fair. Nah, but up until the last game week. So up until the last game week, Joe, I don't know if you're aware, do you know how many points he'd scored in the entire season in 20 game weeks? No, go on. Three. (laughs) (laughs) I've got three. (laughs) (laughs) I could not believe it. I'm just saying this. Do you reckon he... Like looks, not he probably doesn't look. But sorry, like, he, he, <laughs> he looks at the clip Charles posted on Twitter. <laughs> no, yeah, yes, yes. Do you reckon? And that's what made him get a clean sheet this week. P- probably what spurred him on. Yeah. <laughs> Do you reckon they like look at their FPL points and like, oh, Ibrahim, not gonna lie, like you've only got three this season. Who's <laughs> that? He, he's like, even oh, Elliot abusing him yeah. about it. <laughs> even in Ibrahim's team, he's like, I'm gonna have to drop myself. <laughs> Arteta would have it on his PowerPoint presentation. <laughs> no points this week. <laughs> the fans are laughing at you. <laughs> Oh, Henry, who's been your worst player? It's going to be Jack Harrison, Will. Yeah. Um, drafted him, obviously, at the start of the season. Was brilliant first three game weeks, a return of 6, 4 and 14. However, after that, did not register another assist for 12 game weeks, Will. Um, mm. Just recording non-stop two one-pointers. Um, so inconsistent. Uh, kept him on in my team just because of that spurt of form he had in the first three weeks and yeah he's been shambolic rumours of him going to Leicester is it I believe uh, I didn't start those rumours I'm plugged in so that's <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Um, well yeah they can have him for me <laughs> <laughs> he's useless I'll give you a good price <laughs> Joe who's been your worst player probably Son Son hung in from, from Spurs uh, obviously he does grab points here and there but um just compared to he was scintillating last season, yeah. And although you know he's obviously a top top quality player, but um, yeah, not not quite hit the quite hit the heights that I was expecting. Which I is mean, a shame. But he's got the same points as Gibbs White this season. 
Exactly, and that, that's why MG, th- MGW's in the team. <laughs> <laughs> MGW. So I was watching him against Fulham last night, and like I was just trying to see like if that if there was a little spark or something, if there were just hints that he could come back. He just did not Conte's care. Conte's ripped it all out, He mate. just did not care. <laughs> it's all gone. Well, who's been your worst player this For season? For me, it's got to be Cristiano Ronaldo. Uh, mm. Went into the season rocking Oof. with the front two of Patrick Bamford and Cristiano Ronaldo. <laughs> <laughs> Did not end well. I see your vision, though. Yeah, yeah. There, there was a point. There could have been something there, you know, like There's an a project ang- going on. A though. frustrated Ronaldo, like sort of gunning his way to the top of the league. I'd but love nah. to see you on the sideline trying to coach that. What you- <laughs> Bamford just perennially injured. Um, but no, yeah, R- Ronaldo wasn't wasn't the best pick. I think he went in the third or fourth round for me. So that was kind of disappointing. Uh, Charles. I remember, sorry, I, I remember when we did the draft. Um, Ronaldo was one of kind of like you know how how drafts sort of like a sorts in terms of like what yeah. the picks should be or something. Everyone was just leaving out Ronaldo. Yeah. And it's just like okay, which sucker's going to pick me? Him up? <laughs> <laughs> I think it went. I think it went Ronaldo and then Bowen and then Bamford. So that was a. That's yeah. what you did. Couple clangers in there. <laughs> oh god. Uh, that's why I'm third last. Couple drop catch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Charles, who's been your best pickup slash trade? It's going to be Dan Byrne, who I picked up on the waiver wires, just unassumingly. I was probably top of the league. Let's face it. Mm. And no one else wanted him. None of the other nine teams wanted him. Newcastle have picked up six clean sheets in their last eight games. Yeah. It's just a joke. Because no one thought that a six foot seven guy was going to play left back. Yeah. Uh, do you know what? I've always been curious about that does he bomb forward a lot Joe no so the, the way it works is that we we when we're it basically allows Trippier to just completely go for the attack when him and Alron working the side so when he goes forward we so drop off in a back, back three, three. Yeah, I see yeah. I like it should have um, seen that I got Matt Target in yeah I mean I, I definitely thought when we signed him you know, permanently in the summer I thought he was going to take us all the way uh, <laughs> but no Henry, what about you? Who's been your best pickup? It's Kepa Arida Balaga, Will. Yeah. Um, he's missed nine, ten game weeks. He's accumulated 63 points. Mm. So if you, you work that on average, Will, uh, that's at least six, uh, that's on average 6.3 points a game. That's incredible. That's what you want. That that's is what I want. Yeah. That's what I want. That's what I'm talking about. Um, that's yeah, what I am. You, you are. <laughs> I am. <laughs> Gets a lot of bonus points as well. <laughs> Sorry, Charles. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> good Lord, bonus. He's, he's fun at parties. Um, yeah, no, so, uh, that was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Such rattled. a nibbler. Yeah, rattled. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, no, uh, no. How can you not love Kepa? He he's changed um, uh, Chelsea's solidity at the back. Mm. Um, feel like we're more assured with him there, and uh, looking forward to see how he how he performs second half of the season. Hopefully. He continues on into next season. Joe, who's been uh, your best pickup? Um, March, sorry, March for Brighton, probably. Um, nice. Yeah, just been just been pretty consistent. High, high, high points uh, per week. He's had a couple uh, like hot streaks as well, which has yeah. been very useful. Um, yeah, I'm not 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 not, uh, not not been that much. Uh, not not been Brighton centric in most of my picks, but um, that was mm. that was that was a solid one. I was very happy with that. I feel like he's always been a player on the cusp of being very good, and now suddenly De Zerbi is really unlocking him. He's got g- given that number seven. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's about it. <laughs> um, Will, who's been your best pickup? Got to be Eddie and Ketia for me, actually. Uh, yeah, I, that at the tip of your tongue. I do, I do. What I, I'm actually wondering whether he retains his spot when Jesus comes back. Definitely does. I am serious. There. How how can you displace uh, Enketia at the moment when you're on flying form right now? Yeah, I don't know. They, We'll you, if if everything's working well and fluid, he's not going to get displaced. Mm. We you, shall see. You seem unsure. You've always been an Enketia hater. Like, <laughs> like I don't you were with Martinelli last season. I was never a Martinelli you hater. Were, that is mate. Well, I, I don't make these things up. I'm mate. a Trossard as well. Yeah. I'll, I'll, look back into Trossard. The, I'll look back into the files for Martinelli. That never happened. That never happened. I did, the I'd, files. <laughs> the pods. <laughs> Mixed the <cloud>. archives. Yeah. <laughs> Who's been your most disappointing pickup? Uh, it's going to be Wout Fight. It's clearly because I picked him up and he scored two own goals. Stop hating on Liverpool. him. No, do you know what? It was a decent pickup at the time. They conceded, I think they kept four clean sheets in five Leicester uh, before the World Cup break. And that one game that they conceded the goal was against City. Yeah. But then he goes and gets me minus four and I think I lose <laughs> my game week. So, yeah, it's not great, is it? Henry, who's been your <laughs> worst pickup? Most disappointing? Uh, um... Uh, this question is uh, most disappointing pick up slash trade. Yeah. I'm going with um, trade and I traded for Laporte, um, which also included Salah in there, but traded away Cancelo. Yeah. Now, obviously, Cancelo's not had as many minutes as he's uh, used to recently, 
But Laporte, his total points for the year is 14. That is bombastic, Will. It's horrible. Um, you don't deserve that. No, I don't deserve that, do I? Started <laughs> against Fulham. I think you got a measly one point, whatever whatever that means. But um, but no, I'm. But hopefully his return to fitness now. Um, I'm hoping he starts towards the end of the season because I do see him as City's best centre back. Joe, what about you? Who's your been your most disappointing pickup slash trade? Um, hate to say it, but it has actually been some Maximum. It's really really Ouch. gutting. Um, he was obviously injured for a bit, and then when he came back to fitness and it's been a bit up in the air about whether he's being left out or whether he didn't have the fitness or not but he, he he was meant to be back and he just I put him in as soon as he came back from injury and he just never never been given the games I don't know um there was also rumors before the Wednesday so when we played away against Wednesday in the FA Cup he was left out of the squad completely wow and there was you know you know rumors of a scrap in the change room or whatever but apparently he was just he was just ill but um <laughs> But yeah, just just totally out of favour. <laughs> the mystic of scrap for illness. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the two. Which beat out you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to, uh, to be fair, Joe, he's he's only had one return since week four. Like apart from that, it's just a slew of zero and one pointers. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, it, it's a shame. Apart from last night when he came on and he was he was electric. I mean, it, there's only suppose we saw, but he 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 basically got Kalita Kalita Char sent off. Um, just oh, really? abs- absolutely did it, and, and it was one of those where he either had to bring him down, or we were going to score. So he brought him down to the red. But is that, is that when Jacob Murphy was waving at the guy? That is that is when he was waving at him. Yeah, <laughs> what a prick! What, what would you have done, Will? I don't know. <laughs> you probably would have written an email to <laughs> <Yeah>. the FA <laughs> <laughs> to Nathan at <laughs> Nathan at FA dot. <laughs> Will, who's been your most disappointing pickup? Similarly, on the Newcastle vibe, it's been Matt Target for me. I thought I saw gold there with the Newcastle defence, so I went for Target at fullback. Uh, I just didn't play, so that was good. Yeah. But I got rid of Ben D- Davis. Didn't he start for the first couple of? He games? did, yeah, and he got injured. Yeah, Newcastle always had sort of too many centre-backs they'd share uh, Botman and Burn, mm. but they've just slotted Burn into left-back so I, I thought I had the time. genius idea of having both Trippier and Target having both Newcastle full-backs but lo, lo and behold just had to stick with Trippier yeah. anyway well, oh no yeah. I know oh well <laughs> anyway thank you so much for listening to that episode guys that was your mid-season draft uh, next week we'll be coming at you with the uh, with a game week preview uh, Charles thank you very much for coming on pleasure Will thank you Henry thanks Will Joe thank you for having me it was great We'll see you next week. Bye.